let's give um, a 10 second or 15 second break so there's a long pause. Rock on. Rock on. Well, welcome back, podcasters, to another episode of the Party on Johncast, a most excellent podcast about music, theology, what we're drinking, and all around good topics. Heck yeah. And we just got through our first live Halloween episode. So if you all missed that, well, I can't tell you. I can't tell you anything. I mean, if you missed that, you suck. Well, are you calling our listeners losers? No, I'm just telling them that they need to go back and listen to it. Yes, check out YouTube. Hey, we all suck sometimes. It's okay to suck once in a while. It's yes. all right. <laughs> anyway, I'm Reverend Sal Samarco, ordained minister of word and sacrament in the Presbyterian Church USA, the validated ministry of hospice chaplain. And I am the Rockin' Reverend, who is a little um, salty this morning, but uh, the Rockin' Reverend uh, Todd Laddick, who is an ordained elder in the United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, serving a congregation in Newton, New Jersey, and almost never on higher ground than Sal anymore. Occasionally. And I forgot to say, Reverend Sal, a.k.a. the Angel of Death. The Angel of Death. That's right. It's official on Twitter. It, so. it is. It is. And I hear somebody else laughing, and this is some breaking news right here. So uh, take it away. Well, hello. Um, Reverend Blake Severson, uh, PCUSA called and installed pastor um, at, a, at a church in the middle of the country, uh, Rock Island, Illinois. Um, also known as the Viking Vicar. Um, and uh, yeah, it uh, turns out uh, I'm going to be a part of the show yes. more often than not. Uh, so these, are these, permanent these fine, fine gentlemen have decided they needed a, a third mic and they thought my beard and uh, sense of humor was required. So Your beard and your vigor <laughs> and your sense of humor. Yeah, you need but, all three uh, of those. Yes, and this is my um, camping keg of coffee uh, for this morning. Oh, cool. Camping keg of coffee. I like it. And this is, my, well, uh, this is not what I'm drinking for the show, but this is my, I'm, 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 I'm in need of my pixie power, powder, or power, uh, yeah, pixie nice. power, uh, which, you know, is probably pixie powder in a tea bag somewhere in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, so the news is, is that um, we've had Blake on a good three times, I think, before the show. And it was kind of like, well, we really like having Blake on. He really, like, contributes and adds awesome things to the conversation. His sense of humor is right along ours, Uh, you know, um, slightly infantile and... uh, (laughs) 
you know, you take it or leave it. And, uh, and if you're listening to us, you're taking it and we love it. So that's, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, we were just like, you know, like we kept saying that Blake is our third mic and it's like, no, Blake is our third mic. We've got to ask if Blake would be willing to do this, which is, which is interesting because now the party on John cast isn't just located in Northwestern New Jersey. It's now located in Illinois, Illinois as well. So we could say the first half of the United States. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we've now spanned halfway across the United States to Illinois. But, it, but in, but in reality, my heart is in Alaska. So you are covering about as much, as much distance as is humanly possible in the United a, States. Amen. Uh, and you never know when the Viking vicar will be praying for some service in Anchorage, because that's the only place service exists. If it exists there. Um, right to, to record a podcast it could happen someday you never know um that, that'd be right before your 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 life death you know death daring trek out into the wilderness with the uh with the uh the polar bears and the, yeah, the right. jerkish giganticus maximus <laughs> yes that's right that's right oh okay so uh, i think this my God, I think this brings us to our Hebrew segment. Hey, guys. Yes, Al? Once again, every time, how do you know that God loves coffee? How? Because he had someone write about it in the book of Hebrews. <laughs> Not Paul. Oh, Brutal. guys, since this is also a, a, um, a different kind of uh, day for us, um, so there was this time when Jesus asked his disciples to go, you know, out in the water with him. And they did. And he fell asleep. And the storms were just like crashing in. The waves were, you know, they're going to sink. And they're like, ah, Jesus. And he stands up and he says, guys, don't worry about it. And he lifts his hands up over the water and says, peace, be still. And the seas calmed and turned into vodka. It's a beautiful story. No, oh, there's an arm floating in my. Ooh. You couldn't tell we're in the same room. We are. Yeah, I just saw the, yeah, for the first time I saw the hand go through the screen. If you didn't tell, now you do. For, for our patrons, you will see that on the video. You will. You will see that on the video. And for those of you who are not patrons, we do love you. I've, I can only say uh the the s word once so i I've, I've exhausted that for this episode but we do love you if you if you haven't um um subscribed to our patreon uh, account you are missing out on some serious awesome stuff we are going to we have done that um already we've done the the live halloween episode but there's gonna be so much more of that and so much more cool stuff coming coming along for our patrons uh, and so, you know, for, for a measly uh, latte a month, you, you, you could have access to that whole world and even maybe make it onto the party on John cast. If you want to one day, anybody who's come on, they come on, they're like, Oh, I, I don't know if I can do this. And then they come on they're like, Oh dude, it was like having a conversation. I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> what we do. Super easy. <laughs> yeah. Super easy. So um, yeah. Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe. So what are we drinking today? We'll start with you, Blake, because you have the, the All right. keg. So I'm going to actually send a link into the chat for you guys to take a look at. Oh, awesome. Um, 
And maybe you can add it if any of your uh, listeners are interested in checking this company out. Um, it's called Kuju Coffee Company, and mm-hmm. they do um, pour overs in a little packet. Um, so there's a little bit of extra waste if you're worried about extra waste. It's a thing. Um, but they're really great to have. They're, the packets are about, I don't know, about that big, um, maybe a couple inches wide, a couple inches tall, and they have a little foldable pre-filled packet that clips onto the side of the cups. If you guys take a look, if you're looking at the lake, you'll see how it works. It loops on the sides of the cup, and then you just pour the hot water over the top, and you have yourself a pour-over ready to roll. Um, Looks like it's more for and like camping. It, well, I mean, that's what their target audience is for sure, but it's really great for on-the-go coffee. All you need is hot water. You can find hot water anywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah and, especially, awesome. and especially if the coffee is bad where you're at, um, which is often a risk, uh, <laughs> this is a great alternative because they'll always have water for tea, right? And so this is yeah. just your own thing. It's like, it's like a tea packet, and then you make yourself pour over with it. Um, so I'm having Starbucks these pour bold... Uh, yes, uh, but these are um, at REI. You can get them for two bucks, uh, nice. two dollars and fifty cents, um, and they're you know you can get them cheaper. I think at some other places REI is REI, mm-hmm. right? But um, you can get them. I've gotten them for two bucks at some places, but they're definitely worth the two dollars to oh, yeah. to to have them in your pocket and ready to roll. That's and awesome. uh, it just it's kind of satisfying. You get to make your own little pour over, and they're delicious. Um, this is the one I'm having today mm-hmm. is the bowl. Um, and, uh, it ended up after through all the, all the water that went through it, I made about 20 ounces of it. So I'm going to be able to run to the moon today. Um, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but, uh, so far haven't had a bad flavor. Um, looking oh. forward to trying their lighter roast, their angels landing. Um, but highly recommend maybe if we talk about them enough, uh, the podcast gets sponsored by Kuju. That would be nice. That would be really cool. In fact, um, yeah, that'd be awesome. So you, you said you can take it anywhere that you think coffee is going to be a risk. So you're basically saying church fellowship af- on Sunday after church. <laughs> well, okay. So let me, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. Um, yes. That. Um, so one of the things I talked about with this church that I'm serving at right now, when I first showed up is like that we got to fix the coffee situation because like, we went there, we did our, you know, did the candy gating and all that, getting ready to roll. We had some of the coffee and it was like, it was bad. Um, about a year in, I found out that it was decaf too. Not only was it bad, but it was decaf. And I'm like, what do you, why, why would you do this? And truly, right. We talk about ways that churches can like have incarnational ministry with people that they are trying to reach like coffee people really care about coffee and if they show up to your church and the coffee is egregiously bad they're not coming back um especially if you look at them funny for bringing their own coffee in <laughs> um and so yeah i I've, i tried uh, and banged the drum pretty hard for us to improve our coffee game it did not take uh but um oh, i think i'm froze up did i freeze you froze a little bit yes so it probably okay. I'm gonna 
stop video for a second. Um, so yeah, that sounds like awesome coffee. Uh, I definitely mm-hmm. want to check it out. And anytime I've ever had a pour over has been at Starbucks when they don't have the, I love Veranda blend and they don't always have that uh, brewed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll do a pour over and it's phenomenal. So like to have your own pour over that you can just stick on your cup and just pour hot water into it and, uh, you know, call, call it a day. Beautiful. And it's, I bet you a lot more ecologically friendly than say a K cup. Uh, yes. The only, I mean, the only, the only issue would be the packaging on the outside, but otherwise the stuff on the inside is biodegradable and everything like that. Right. Um, right. I think it, it is no small part because they know that people are going to be out in the woods and it may get dropped or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. leave no trace, but uh, mm-hmm. stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. That's the ironic thing is K cups now say that they're recyclable, which technically they are, but no one takes the time to peel it, peel it, and scoop it. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Um, I'll go next because I am technically drinking coffee. It's uh, I'm not drinking my liquid death. It's death swirl. Death swirl of Dunkin' Donuts. I'm actually drinking iced. Uh, coffee from Starbucks. So went out of my way to stop at our local Starbucks about 10 minutes out of the way and get Starbucks. That's a beautiful thing. And how is your Starbucks? Better than Death Swirl? Better than Death Swirl. I figured that. Um, So uh, on the last podcast that that, uh, Blake was on, he had recommended a couple of, that's me already, uh, he, had, he had recommended a couple of uh, non-alcoholic options out there. Uh, one was Athletic Brewing Company, which is in Connecticut, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, yep. And then uh, the other... They just dropped their Oktoberfest, by the way, and all indications are it's, it's, it will replace your Oktoberfest beers. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Um, and I will report. Uh, so... so Basically, the, the other option was this company called Seedlip, which makes um, distilled non-alcoholic spirits, and uh, they're distilled in the old-fashioned way. And so uh, today, I'm going to be reviewing, and this is a blind taste. I've not had this yet. It, you can see the packaging is still here. You know, um, this is Seedlip. Uh, Spice 94 Aromatic, and uh, the description is uh, a complex a complex aromatic blend of individually copper pot distilled barks, spices, and citrus peels based on methods and botanicals documented in the Art of Distillation, published in London in 1651. Non-alcoholic, no sugar, no sweetener. So... Now I got to figure out how to open this thing up, which is different on every bottle of liquor you ever buy. Isn't oh. this true, guys? Okay, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Almost. Boy, this is more than just a blind test. This is a test of endurance and strength, too, evidently. There it is. There we go. Okay. Ooh. Now, Sal, are you going to try this with I'll me? I'll give it a try. Okay. 
we're all going to do, uh, well, all as Sal and I, we'll do a shot of it because, well, that's what you do. So there, and, and we also believe that, I believe personally that every, every um, spirit should be drinkable neat. If you, if you can't drink it neat, if you have to mask it with stuff, it's really not that great of a spirit, in my opinion. So this is non-alcoholic. Um, look at this. I, it's non-alcoholic, but you wouldn't know with the way I'm acting. Jeez. Okay. Well, um, you so pre-gamed beforehand, apparently. <laughs> apparently. So let's see how we do this. <laughs> Here we go. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like cinnamon and um. Well, you don't taste nutmeg or something in there, or mm -hmm. definitely citrus. Oh my god, you can make excellent cocktails with these. Holy crow! Mm -hmm. Yeah, the spice doesn't really hit you till a little after you. Till, yeah, like you, you taste the distilled liquid first it's like ooh, that's distilled and then all of a sudden the flavor just goes whoosh, and it's like ooh. Yep. <laughs> ooh, and it does have a feeling of liquor going down even though even though yeah. there's no liquor going down like you have that feeling it's not yeah that one that one in potent. particular is the one that you need if you want to have that kind of burn feeling um the mm -hmm. other two don't really have that that one is the one that brings a little bit of a burn to it because of the spice. Yeah. yeah. And yes, you could just sit there and sip this neat. Mm -hmm. And I would put this over ice too, but I'd be a little afraid to do that. Yeah. I they mean, say it, you can it, it chill water, it, but it, it, yeah, it waters down pretty fast. You would want to put it and you so. Sort of, Pro note here, uh, you cannot put it in a freezer for long. It will freeze. It will freeze. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, it will freeze solid. Uh, we learned that. We just, you know, that was what we did with gins and things like that beforehand. And then they're like, yeah, we'll just do this. And then we forgot it and we came back and it was just a block. And you, um, had, to, and you had to thaw it out. <laughs> right. So you had your drink, like two or three days later? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it, of course, of course. I mean, it won't go bad in the freezer as long as it doesn't no. drop out and shatter everywhere. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. This is good. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. here, here. And the other thing I, I, I did bring, just in case it wasn't good, was uh, a chaser, which is my Dunkin' Donuts uh, blueberry pomegranate refresher. But, indeed, that will wait because this is delicious. So My, uh, my coffee chaser is going to be weird after drinking this your coffee taste is going to be weird yeah 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 it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of almost pumpkin spice without the pumpkin i despise pumpkin spice i know sorry mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's still not the death swirl at least that is true and uh you won't have to pee as bad um off of this stuff anyway so anyway um yeah so that's our uh Hebrews segment, <laughs> a little longer and more chaotic than normal, but here we go. Uh, so uh, that brings us to our most excellent music segment. 
All Saints edition. <laughs> okay, who's going first? Who wants to go first? I will. <laughs> um, but uh, so, okay, I, I kind of went with the theme of All Saints, uh, not really intentionally, but I was listening uh, today actually to um, Typo Negative uh, and the song in particular, uh, Black Number One. And um, I, I just love the song, but I love the band. And one of the things that I, I in particular love is uh, Peter Steele and his whole story. Like, cause he, um, he was a man who was a man who lived on extremes at points and definitely somebody who um, had his, had his struggles. I mean, his life was not an easy uh, life. Uh, he dealt with uh, depression. He dealt with, and I'm trying to see, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to make stuff up, but I um, was thinking about him. So he um, over, okay. So he, he definitely dealt with uh, self-medication and was on alcohol and um, you know, he became addicted to uh, red wine, especially while he was uh you know, doing, um, performances and stuff. Um, but he really suffered from mental health. You know, he had bipolar disorder and, uh, at a time when, you know, I don't even know if they were calling it bipolar disorder. Uh, maybe they were at that point, but like there was less understood about it. And, uh, and there's that stigma of mental health that follows people. So he's a guy that like struggled. There were times where he was at, at the top mountaintop going woohoo. And then other times where he was at the gates of hell, you know, and, but he was, he also struggled with his faith. Um, and he, you know, he, not only did he struggle with depression, with, um, with all of that stuff, he also struggled with his faith. It says here in April 2007, Steele revealed that he began identifying himself as Roman Catholic in recent years after decades of self-professed atheism. Uh, in an interview with Decibel Magazine, Steele explained, there are no atheists in foxholes, they say, and I was a foxhole atheist for a long time. But after going through a midlife crisis and having many things change very quickly, it made me realize my mortality. And when you start to think about death, you start to think about what's after it. And then you hope, then you start hoping there is a God. For me, it's frightening. It's a frightening thought to go nowhere. I also can't believe that people like Hitler are going to go to the same place as Mother Teresa. Um, so we can get into the theological um you know, discussion about wrapping your head around Hitler being in heaven and Mother Teresa being in heaven at the same time. Um, you know, that's that's a theolo that's a theological quandary because uh, all of us would like to think that Mother Teresa is someplace else than Hitler. But that's really for God to judge, you know. Um, and but that but that aside, you see this person in in the hole that that struggled with his faith. And I mean, when you go through depression, and, and you feel like an utter reject and you don't want to live um, and you're addicted to drugs like cocaine and you're addicted to alcohol. I mean, you can see how, how there would be this rising tension between the faith you grew up in and the reality you live in, which is loneliness, isolation, despair, 
pain and hurt. And how do you justify that there is a God when your your life is hell and for no seemingly good reason? Um, you know, why why did Peter Steele end up with bipolar disorder? Why, you know, like why does anybody end up with these things that cause them to derail and go down dark paths? And so I was thinking about that and listening to Black Number One and how like unconventional Peter Steele is. I was thinking, you know, here's to all the unsung saints. Here are the ones that struggle, um, which is all of us, right? Like we look at saints as people on pedestals that just are great people and don't have any problems. But saints aren't saints because they go through life without problems. They're saints because Jesus loves them and Jesus died for them and they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so here are to the, the saints like Peter Steele, you know, who who struggle oftentimes silently, uh, get judged by the people who are supposedly Christians and yet um, God loves Peter Steele as much as God loves everybody else. And, you know, I can't wait to rock out with him in heaven. So that's my, that's my take. I'm not even going to read lyrics, but check out black number one. It's a fun song. Good song. I was listening to it the other day. Yep. Yep. Um, And you kind of touched on the idea that we as Protestants focus on is the, you know, being with all the saints. Yeah. And in our perspective, that means all Christians, Mm. not just those who are canonized. Mm. So those who struggle. Mm -hmm. All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can. Okay. So uh, one of my favorite um, Christian metal bands, a band that I know Sal loves as well, um, is Phineas. Uh, Uh, And they mm -hmm. just pumped out a new release that might be the best thing they've ever done. Uh, and I said that oh, about yeah. the last one and the one and the one before that, this one yeah. is unbelievable. Um, it is this just new so album. good. I've been listening. To, yeah. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot when I work out. Um, and, uh, when I get ready to write sermons, cause, uh, you know, why not? Um, uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, I'm also, uh, this is kind of a weird, uh, combo, but, um, it's been, one song in particular has been making me think about this episode, uh, the show Ted Lasso. Um, oh, are, you, yeah. are you guys Ted Lasso watchers? Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I haven't uh, watched it yet, but I'm very familiar with it, and it's on my list, so it's coming. Yeah, up. but I mean, I think you better block out like hours because you're just going to run roughshod through it. You're going to oh, uh, it. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, we were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it looks so. Great. Um, so there's this recent episode I'm rewatching it up here. My mom was behind Megan and I are caught up. Um, and today is the last episode of the season. So I have to wait until I get home back to Illinois to watch it, which is going to drive me crazy. Mm. But, um, but there's this episode where Roy Kent, who is my favorite, he's just amazing, but he becomes, um, he's, he's a retired. He was on the team in the first season. Um, spoiler alert is no longer on the team in the second season. That's one of the main storylines is he's this aging, you know, declining player. Right. Sure. But there's this guy on the team that is, was on the team with him the previous year and he is struggling. He's in his head. He's really having a hard time. He's an excellent soccer player, but he's really struggling. And Roy takes him out to this, basically a pickup soccer game. Cause you know, here in the States, we have pickup basketball, England, most of the rest of the world pick up soccer. They have it, it's all over the place. And he, and this guy, this professional athlete is like, what are you talking about? Like, why am I out here? I'm going to kill these guys. I'm a professional. They're nothing. And he says, yeah, 
But at one point you were a kid and you played this game for fun. So go out and have some fun. And he does. And, and he, he, it just changes him. He fundamentally, he remembers the joy he had just in the game and it changes his performance in his professional career as well. Just having Mm -hmm. fun. And that has really resonated with me, um, for a lot of reasons. Um, but I think about it with, um, the church, I think about it in our work as pastors that we get bogged down in the stuff that's not fun, right? We get, we think we have to do all this stuff that has to happen and we're not having fun, uh, churches, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how often can you describe Christian churches in America as a place they have a lot of fun, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's not it's not most people's first descriptor um, no and the ones who are having a lot of fun are having all the wrong kind <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yeah, not yeah, to maybe, shout out any um, specific uh yeah <laughs> but um so this song um the fire itself on the new album yeah mm-hmm. um i really love it um but there's these lines that have been just like grabbing me every time I hear them. And so I want to just read it. Um, The lyrics that have been really grabbing me is um, brace for the weight of your soul, wild, free and uncontrolled, the fire itself living in the bitter cold of security, waiting for a spark, Um, desperately searching for a sign of life alone in the dark, the fire itself. Um, You know, and I think about that episode of Ted Lasso where this guy, he's a professional athlete, really good at what he does, but he's not having fun. And so he's really terrible at his job <laughs> because he's not enjoying it. Um, right. You know, he's too far into his head, but I, you know, I, I've thought about that a lot with the church as well. That, you know, we aren't known for having fun, especially Presbyterians, right? They call us the frozen chosen for a reason. That's right. Um, it's more on the frozen part, right? <laughs> ha- yeah. Emphasis on the frozen, um, you know, and, but, you know, we, we, we have these, this theology of, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good, but then they watch up and they're like, well, we can't be that good. <laughs> they're not happy. They're not having fun. Um, and so, you know, to me, um, as I think about this, right, what, what, what I believe that the world needs from us, right, uh, kind of what Paul talks about, that the world is waiting for the children of God to be revealed, right? Mm not just that we're here, right? Not just another electronic sign on the street that says, Hey, there's a church here, but like people living in the the true joy and excitement and fun of life in Christ, which is a different kind of life. Um, And, you know, so, you know, that's also been connecting with me a lot because um, we're, you know, we, we had a really hard time coming back from Alaska. Um, and since the last time we talked, I found out I did not, I don't know I think, at least the last time we talked, I found out I did not get the job up there. Yeah. And, and it was crushing. Um, yeah. and one of the things my wife said, which was brilliant was we never left. Mm. Like until we got to know, we really hadn't left Alaska. Uh, we were physically back in the Midwest, but we had not left. Um, right. Right. And so now we're asking the question of what do we do? Mm. Um, because it's become real clear that we're having a hard time making a go of it in this place. that's really tough. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's a good church. They're a good church. They're kind people. They're, you know, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. 
but we've been feeling a sense that Mike Klein is not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that there is something else that we want for our lives. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I took Ada, you know, took Ada out on this adventure yesterday and, you know, it's few and far between in the Midwest to find places like that. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but she loved it. And, and I want a life where we can do that. And I also believe that, you know, God puts that stuff in our hearts, right? That's a part of becoming the fire itself, right? Is, is living a life that God just kind of made you for. Um, Absolutely. If we don't do that, we're not, we're not living as God wants us to live. Right. And that's, you know, again, that's part of why this scene in, in Lasso is connected to me so much too, right? It's like this player loved soccer for specific reasons, but he wasn't, he, he wasn't living into that. He wasn't doing soccer because mm-hmm. it was fun. He was doing soccer because it was his job. It was his, it was job. his duty, right? And mm-hmm. this change in his mindset of go out and just have some F-bomb fun because Roy Kent can't say anything without dropping an F-bomb, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is probably part of why he's my favorite character, I, I would have to say. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, to see the change in this person, like I... I saw that and was like, that's, you know, I, I want that. I want to, I want to feel that again, that joy. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're, I mean, we're looking at, we're looking at a whole bunch of stuff uh, in that regard uh, cool. in terms of, you know, uh, whether the Viking Vicar is in, uh, is in Illinois by this time next year is very much up for debate um, okay. because, you know, we just, we know the life that we want to live and we know that doing it in Illinois is going to be really difficult yeah um, yeah yeah and and in the end we got to make that choice right it's it's more yeah. important for us to raise our kids and, and have our family the way we want it than to you know yeah yeah you know as, sure. as uh as, as what is phineas said uh, was that line um living in the bitter cold of security yeah we could be secure for sure mm, yeah, um, yeah but let me tell you one thing uh the vikings were not much for security and it turns <laughs> out neither am i <laughs> Yeah. Well, you are the Viking vicar for that reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's right. So that, that, but yeah, that album, even if you don't care about what the words say, the, the musicianship alone is worth oh, listening to so it front good. to back nonstop. So good. I, uh, that was my review uh, on the last episode that dropped in October. The storm. The storm yeah. on me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one line in that song, um, I don't want to drown alone in my dark. Um, kind of ties into our theme today of all saints all yeah. saints yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i definitely also i i listen to holy coward on repeat when i'm getting sermons ready that for sure a, because yeah. yeah that's a good one <laughs> i just finished my distilled drink and now i'm gonna pick up my dripping wet <laughs> other drink yeah my i just uh bottomed out my keg of coffee so um uh, yeah we're all hydrated. Um, so, or, or maybe in coffee case, maybe not, but, um, yeah. Sal's turn, right? Sal's turn. Yeah. My turn. So, uh, I was going to do mud vein. Ooh. Cause, uh, they actually got back together. I heard this year, which was big news. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole catalog is great, but I was going to do world so cold because it talks, I think very well about depression. Mm. Uh, but since we're doing Saints, I switched over to the Foo Fighters. Yes. Uh, 
Dave Grohl, who could have just gotten into the Hall of Fame with Nirvana and wrote out the rest of his life. Uh, 25 years now with the Foo Fetters. I think they're going into the Hall of Fame soon. Yeah. Uh, they released an, an EP recently called St. Cecilia. Because mm. uh, St. Cecilia is actually the patron saint of music and mm-hmm. musicians. Uh, and actually her feast day, at least in the Anglican tradition, is coming up on the 22nd of November. Um, Thank you, St. Saint. Saint um, so anyway, their, their one song actually called St. Cecilia, uh, I think just kind of speaks to the idea of we need people to rely on. Mm. Um, and ideally, that's what the church is. Mm. I say ideally because we blank it up a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it says, uh, there ain't no secrets anymore. My name has been hanging on the hook of your door. Just an old eyesore. Mm. I got this feeling. I can't keep it down anymore. Bring me some healing. St. Cecilia, carry me home to your house of broken bones. You're out of sight. I'm out of mind. Been sitting watching your pictures drying on the line. Just a game of mine. I got this feeling. I can't keep it down anymore. Bring me some healing. St. Cecilia, carry me home to your house of broken bones. So, mm. um, and ideally, that's what the church should be, is a house of broken bones. Well, yeah, and those bones get life breathed into them by by Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we come in thinking our bones are perfect, and only those people over there need Christ, not us, which is really mm-hmm. a bad witness coming from the people who supposedly represent Christ. <laughs> um, yeah, so, wow, yeah, powerful, very powerful. Um well, I guess that moves us into our oh there's your beautiful face, the bearded my, our bearded bro. Look at we're bearded bros. Look at this. Yeah. Um, so that brings us into our main topic, which is you know, whatever. It's whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know, that may be the episode name. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, so <laughs> um so <laughs> um so basically, we are in November, and uh, well, really, we're recording this in October, which is why we look so warm and cozy right now because it's it's literally like seventy something outside. I went, I put on a long sleeve just makes for me, the makes me sick. <laughs> we we I literally put on a long sleeve, went outside, and I was like, ah. Oh, no, no, I can't do it. I, I, I know it's not going to look like I'm in November, but I don't care. <laughs> so, well, here's the thing. This, this is what I look like in November. I will wear t-shirts as long like, as you can. Uh, oh my gosh. Like I, 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 we, we've had the polar vortexes in the Midwest the last couple of years. I walk my dog in snow boots, and shorts and a t-shirt even when it's negative 20 because i just okay. like i just like the cold there's i don't know uh, um, i mean if it, if it if it does you right you just do it man <laughs> you know? I just, and and i hate i hate humidity so much and the fact that it is still like 80 percent humidity in the midwest right now in early to mid-october is just sickening 
<clears throat> you would have loved New Jersey the last couple of days. It was wet and humid. Yeah, wet and humid. Yeah. Your yeah. skin stinks here. to you. <laughs> yeah, not good. Okay. Not good. No, it's a bad thing. Uh, so today is beautiful. Um, and I'm dressed properly, but I always have a sleeve on, you see. Mm, true. <laughs> I'm always sleeved. Uh, but so I guess uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is this this thing called uh, No Shave November, right? Because that starts on November 1st and, um, and along with All Saints Day. And I think the, 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 the saints are definitely bearded. I, I think... I think I think one of the I actually think one of the requirements of being a saint is that the second you go to heaven, you not only gain your crowns, you also get a beard. So that means even the women are bearded. It's they're kind of it's kind of like the dwarves in Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. You can't right. tell the men and the women apart. You know, they're all bearded. Arr. Uh, <laughs> I don't I say. That. I wonder what Saint Cecilia says about that. Probably doesn't like it very much. I'm, I'm going to assume. Um, but, um, okay. All jokes aside. Uh, so no shave November started as a way of raising awareness for prostate cancer and men's health in general, uh, but definitely with the focus on prostate cancer. And so, um, I, I used to not do that because I'm not one to get sucked up in doing this day or that day. Like if I want to grow a beard, I'm just going to grow a beard. I don't need to have a day to do it or a month to do it. But then, you know, I was like, you know, I support breast cancer awareness. I support these other things. And, you know, prostate cancer is a real deal, man. It kills people if you don't catch it early enough. And, and so I was like, you know, I'm going to do it just to do it. And then I started to really like how my beard was looking. Then I started shaping it. Then it's, you know, getting longer and longer. And, and so it became a thing. And now I'm actually starting my beards really in August. I start a goatee and then I work it into a beard and, and then it eventually it actually grows into the shape I want it um, without me having to do very much. So um so yeah, so no shave November. Have any of you participated in that? I know you no shave ne- pretty much never on your face. Yeah, no shave not ever is my my uh, thing. But I have actually um, I've done Movember. That was a thing. It's similar. Um, so you grow a mustache instead. Um, mm. And the reason I was able to do that is because in mm, twenty twelve. 2012, I was part of a CrossFit gym in upstate New York, and they were really big uh, in supporting the Barbells for Boobs program, Mm. which is a CrossFit fundraiser where every $80 um, purchases, every $80 raised goes to provide a mammogram for somebody who can't afford it. And so um, my gym was big, getting really big into it. And I said, here's the deal, Jim. I was a a coach uh, at the time, and I said, here's the deal. If our gym raises $8,000, I will shave my beard off. Um, and we did. So at the, at the event, like during the day of this workout that we were doing, we ended up doing like progressive shaving. (laughs) So like for, like I just took the chin off for a second and then it was like, I think then the chops came off. So I just had like a huge Fu Manchu for a while and, um, but then I was, I had completely cleared the decks, uh, at, at, at that point and then, um, did the Movember thing, but cool. cool. yeah, for, for the most part, uh, this is, this is what my face looks like. And, yeah. um, you know, Megan, Megan, you know, so when we were getting married, somebody said, so he's going to shave, right? And she was like, why, why would he do that? I've only ever known him like that. Why would I have him change it? 
Um, and now we're kind of locked in because like with Ada, I think if I took the beard off, she would think I was a different person and run away. Um, and so. Can I interject something here? Because I, I think, I think this is uh, in service to all men. Men aren't going to pretty much let you know that this bothers them, but for some men, I'm sure it does. I know it does me. When you go up to somebody, and this happens all the time, like, and, and mostly women, I don't really have men do this to me ever, because uh, men just don't really comment on how other men look. It's just not something we do, um, mostly. There are probably exceptions. But anyway, so <clears throat> oh, I really just, I prefer you without a beard. I like you better without a beard. Now, could you imagine I walked up to somebody and said, yeah, I preferred you didn't shave your legs. <laughs> I really like women who don't wear bras, you know, <laughs> you know, like right. I could, you could go down the, you know, if I did that, it would be so insulting and infuriating. I'd probably lose my job over it. A, <laughs> right, right. I, I'm pretty sure that if I, if I were going around making comments like that, that would be probably go right up to the bishop. Um, B, it's just forget that. It's common decency, folks. <laughs> if you don't like right. a beard, you don't like a beard. It's not on you. <laughs> you right. And I, yeah, if I you just, don't like a beard, oh. don't grow one. <laughs> yeah, and don't tell people what you don't like about them. That's just, you know, it's hurtful. Right. It serves no purpose. I'm glad you don't like a beard, or you do. You know, that's, I'm not growing it for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Side note that goes along with uh, you wouldn't tell a, a woman that she's gained weight, so don't tell a man. Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh, so, boy, it looks like you put on some pounds there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but, you, know, you let's, look like let's you we, could. Let's eat we a few. veer into. Let's let's we veer into the idea that we have it rough. Like these are some pretty minor things compared to what our female colleagues are oh, dealing. Oh, of with. course. And I'm not. You know. And I'm not right? even speaking like, in terms I, I, of. I mean. I'm not speaking in terms of our profession or how, you know, in terms of equity between men and women, you know, I'm just talking about common human decency. This isn't a man woman thing. This is a, like, be a common decent human being thing. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, the fundamental, the fundamental point that we do not have license or permission to comment on anybody else about anything. Um, We're working on that. Honestly, we're, we're, we're working on this with Ada right now because like she's starting to notice people that look different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so there, we were, went to a baseball game and there was a man there who was a w, double amputee. Mm-hmm. And she just like yelled at us. Why doesn't he have legs? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like Ada. Oh, yeah. God, keep it down. You know, um, but we're trying to teach her, right? Like you, you don't get to comment on other people's that's not right. a place that you get to speak um you can ask it if you have a question later or you'd like to ask us what's what happened right that's fine but you don't get to go up to somebody and say why don't you have legs right. or you know why you yeah. know like yeah. or she's become notorious because my wife is pregnant i'm just looking at anybody who maybe looks like maybe they could be it's so and innocent when is, your, when is you when is your baby coming uh, right, right. and you know, um, and she's five, so, you know, it's not okay, but it's, it's, you know, less not, it's less not okay. Um, yeah. but still, right. Like it's, it's that trying to teach her, like, you don't get to, you don't get to comment on that and you shouldn't have to have anybody else be able to comment on that about you. Um, right. which is a lesson right. we're hoping she'll learn early yeah. and often because for her, right. With, with being a daughter, 
eventually going to be a, a woman. Um, mm-hmm. It's just going to be a part of her life. Yeah. Yep. And I'll say this too, for the, for our listeners, you know, like, um, and this goes on any, on anything where people have legitimate grievances, you know, like, like people, it doesn't matter whether you're a male or a female or how you identify. Um, if you're a human being, you have feelings and emotions and you can be hurt. Um, and, and, you know, a man can come up and say, you know, this really hurts me without me saying, you know, all women suck because blah, 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 you know, or make it a male, female gender, you know, like, thing. like, like, no, it's just, you know, as a human being, you know, when you tell somebody that you don't like how they look, whatever it is, whether it's the beard, you know, they're bald, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be. Uh, that's another thing people like to make fun of men on, about is their baldness, you know, cause that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it's like, you know, no, like just do unto, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If this is not how you would want to be treated, probably shouldn't treat other people that way. And, um, you know, and, and so, so that's my, that's my shtick on that anyway. But, but uh, as far as no shave November, I, I pretty much am already not shaving by November and um my head is what i'll let go i'll just let that go all november and then shave that back off uh you know so that's where the no shave happens but yeah so i was just curious if you guys did it um well i really didn't have a beard till i was in my 30s i think when i met blake in seminary i had a little goatee i called it a flavor saver yeah (laughs) yeah you had the apollo oh no yep uh and that was Partly because I just never grew a beard and partly because my ex-wife uh, didn't like facial hair. Uh, I think I grew a mustache uh, one summer and I picked her up at the airport and she said, I'm not going to kiss you till you shave that. So like, you do okay. not want to know what my response would have been. <laughs> anyway, hence Boy, she's my ex-wife. I was going to say, hence the ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I was... Uh, 33 in CPE, went to visit a patient, and she said, You're, t- you know, jokingly said, You're too young to be my chaplain. And I said, That's it, grow a beard. And I've had one ever since. And I think just like with Blake, um, Allison has always, has only ever known me with a beard. And I've only ever really known you with a beard. You may have grew it around the time I met you. You grew it around the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think at this point also, Calvin would be confused if I didn't have it. So, um, <laughs> who the heck yeah. is that? What'd you do so, with my dad? So Megan, Megan remembers the the time her dad shaved his beard mm. as like one of her early childhood traumas. She remembers it very, very clearly. She was like three years old, four years old, or something like that. So you know, that's just my reason now. I like, can't do it. Uh, you know, it's just the way it's got to go. So. Um, you know, there were times where I was, you know, discerning if, uh, you know, military chaplaincy was a possibility for me in my life. One of the things that held me back was this beard thing. But then I was like, well, maybe I could become orthodox and then they'd let me keep it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But that's, that's not really a, it's not really a, a viable reason for a religious conversion. No, uh, no. So tell me, my so. son, why do you want to convert? 
I really want to keep my beard. <laughs> Mostly it's the beard. Uh, it's it's, it's just be real. about the beard. <laughs> it's just about this. I pretty much disagree uh, well, with you on everything, but you can have a beard, and that's where it's I mean, I agree with the Orthodox on a whole lot. Me too. Me too. The fancy clothes and like the you know the bling on the on the duds, I'm not a big fan of. But, Me either. Uh, but I you know, but I do agree with their theology a lot. Yes, it's pretty strong. <laughs> pretty uh, pretty solid. Goes back to pretty much you know the beginning days of the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good, good story from my dad, who's always had a beard as long as I've been alive. When he first married my mom, he had a beard because he was at, went out to sea for seven years. <clears throat> Got the job from the company he retired from. And his mentor, so to speak, said, if, well, if you want to go up the ranks in the company, you need to shave. Mm-hmm. And so he had just been hired. So he shaves. My mom freaks out because she's like, I've only ever known you with a beard. <clears throat> Needless to say, within a year, that guy was fired, and my dad said, "Screw it, going my beard back." And he retired after forty-four years from that. Wow! Company. Wow! Yep. So, and remember, beards are biblical. Beards are biblical. Biblical beards. We need to do a biblical beard right. segment. <laughs> I think we just did actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, so then I guess in November, we're also about to celebrate, uh, Thanksgiving and, um, and we talked about all saints in our, in our, uh, we talked about all saints already in our music segment. So we can touch on that more if we want, but, um, what I do, uh, what I do want to say is, uh, or what I want to ask is what are your Thanksgiving traditions and like, what are you, what are, or at least your plans for this year? Like, what are you thinking about doing for Thanksgiving? Well, uh, I'll start that off by saying one Thanksgiving tradition um, that has transcended all family relations is lefsa. Um, do either of you know what that is? So that it I is a, yeah, it is um, a Norwegian tortilla made out of potatoes. I like it already. It's, it's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and my wife makes it. I'm not sure if we'll be able to this year, what with her being, you know, full bore pregnant at the moment. Uh, but um, we'll find it. I'll, I'll find a place to buy it. I don't care what I have to do um, because that is like when I think of any holiday, and I mean every holiday ever, Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, potato tortilla with butter and brown sugar, or I like to put peanut butter on it now, which is super good. Um, but uh, it just, it, yeah, lock it in. Got to happen. That's that's the one. Um, You're gonna have to for text us, us I mean, that, that name. I will. I will. Yeah. Um, for us, I mean, with with obviously, you, know, you guys know, as clergy south, a little differentish with you, but like holidays are just screwed up. Um, you know. You, you, family is what you got next to you. Um, yeah. and, and that's about it. So, um, for us, it comes down to the food is, is the stuff that we can keep as a, yeah. as a tradition. Yep. Yeah. One of our traditions, um, has been, well, because my parents lived down. Um, so early on our tradition was my parents were on their own. We were living on our, you know, on our own, we had our kids. So we would, instead of my parents making a big meal, we'd go to the Lafayette house and they had a big, like traditional Thanksgiving dinner buffet. It was beautiful. You know, didn't have to worry about cleanup afterwards. It was great. But then they moved down to, um, 
South Carolina. And so from that point on, which is about 2009, we've been usually either here or at my mother-in-law's house, uh, we'll, we'll do something together. And then if, if my parents happen to be up at that time or something, we all, we do a big, like a big thing. Um, but, but because I have been vegan, uh, vegan, mostly vegan, vegan-ish, uh, since 2012, um, that, I had to create some new traditions because I obviously wasn't eating turkey anymore, but I was able to find things that I really enjoyed that I could add to the other traditions I was able to keep, like the like the turnips. I love rutabagas and um, and uh, uh, sweet potatoes, you know, candied sweet potatoes. And I mean, like you just go down the list of like all the freaking awesome things that you can eat on Thanksgiving and the family Ooh. time. And I am with you actually, uh, Blake, because one of the things that we also do now, this is for Christmas and I know jumping ahead, but um, because our, our Christmases are so pardon my French fucked up. <laughs> they just are, you know, like all of our holidays are as, as pastors and in churches, at least. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, the, the, the thing that we'll do on the Christmas Eve is instead of having dinner, we'll have finger foods and my mother-in-law will come over and we just sit and have finger foods. Uh, and then, so we would normally, we would go to the, the, I would do the four o'clock service, then do the seven thirty service. Then there'd be finger foods. And then we'd go to the barn service at, at, uh, at 11, uh, to, to do that. And it's just, it, I mean, you're exhausted by the end of it. Like Christmas is like you're in zombie mode, but, um, but that's, that's been our tradition because like you said, family is who's next to you, you know? So like whoever's there, you know, that's family and, uh, you roll, you roll with it. Yeah. Yep. Um, our tradition for Thanksgiving, especially after we moved back from Japan, was usually to spend time with either side of the family. Usually it was my mom's side of the family, because uh, that side always did our big uh, <clears throat> family reunions, because that was a larger, that side of the family, the Dutch side was always larger. So often it would be at my aunt's house in upstate New York. Um, last couple of years, um, just with work and changing dynamics, um, it's been either my parents' house or my in-laws or something like that. This year, we're going up to, to Massachusetts. Um, Christmas, I mean, it'll be different for me because it's slightly different for me. Uh, last couple of years at Bristol Glen or that facility, I have done Christmas and Easter. So it's the, the same. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, don't invite me to do stuff, to do shit on Christmas Eve or Easter because I'm going to be at the facility. Right. Um, and if you, and for seven years, I was in one year, out the other year. So if we did do something with family, I was usually doing a service and then scrambling to get to cousin's house, this house, whatever. Uh, but before I was in ministry, similar to Utah, our family would just do sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, cold cuts. And then we started doing the seven fishes with the Italian family. Yeah, we have, I have a, an Italian aunt who does the seven fishes. Uh, I've had the seven fishes meal. So I totally what is the that. seven fishes? What is so that? It's a traditional Italian thing where on Christmas Eve, uh, you have uh, seven courses with a different seafood. 
Uh, so you have like squid, squid, salmon, you know, all different types of seafood, you know, uh, clams, mussels, mussels, all that. Yeah. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fishermen in Italy, the whole Good Friday fish, it was like a replacement for meat type thing. Yeah. So, and that, my dad's side of the family, there was a lot of little kids. So it just turned into here's a pile of presents in the middle of the floor. And they would say, three, two, one, go. And the kids would dive into the middle of the room and just start ripping. <laughs> and, you know, before I had kids, it was like, this is so annoying because there's no thank you. There's no appreciation. Yeah. It's just kids ripping presents. And it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Once you become a parent, like that perspective, just it's like, oh, and there's a there's a bit of truth to both. Like there should be a thank you and, and like that whole like dive in and fight each other for who can get the present first, you know. Like it's chaotic fun, but there is there is that other side to it. So I, I feel you there. But yeah, when you become a parent, it's kind of like eh. <laughs> they're kids. Well, what you don't I mean, what you don't think about until you're a parent is like that process, I would imagine, takes some time to sort itself out. So that's like 30 minutes. And you don't have to think about anything because they're just fighting over presents. And you get to sit back, right? Parents become pragmatic. Who cares? Oh, that's yeah. Right. I mean, that's right? right? Like, it's it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm actually excited about this Christmas because Calvin will be almost two years old. Yeah. And he'll, like, he'll actually mm-hmm. understand it more. This, yeah, this Yes, this will be the one that he starts remembering. Like Ada and I, so Ada gets Christmas now uh, for sure. But we were we on the way up to Wisconsin. We listened. Uh, I'm trying to introduce her to the Chronicles of Narnia, and so we listened to the audio book of Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. What she really picked up on is that the mean witch doesn't want there to be Christmas, and that is not okay. <laughs> That's right. That's right. She just wants ice. And then ice she figured out nothing. that the mean, the, yeah, she figured out that the mean witch was mad because Christmas did come, even though she didn't want it to. Uh, right. So right. it's, it's pretty good. It's, That's good it's stuff. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah. Well, this is a good place for us to uh, end the podcast. Uh, we talked about, I think, all things November, at least the things that came to our heads about it. And if um, not, then eh, whatever. If whatever. not, then, you know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so uh, with that said, uh, this is the Rockin' Reverend saying, you know, rock on. And don't be a jerk. Well, and I was going to I was going to wait for, for Blake to throw in something there if he'd like. Uh, I, I mean, we kind of talked about this. I, I, I still feel a little bit like a guest. It might take a minute, but, uh, you know, I'm just, no, that's a pirate. For, that's thanks, not a Viking. Thanks for having me. And, uh, skull. Skull. Yeah, there we go. Skull. There we go. That's the Viking thing. All right. So let's do this yep. again. Okay. Let's have a podcast. Okay. So, um, this is the party on John cast. We're glad that you tuned in. Check out our episode notes and remember be excellent to each other. Don't be a jerk. Go. Go. Rock on, folks.